and welcome to Navigating Nursing. I am your host, Laura Whitehead, a registered adult nurse, a critical care nurse, qualified lecturer and fellow of the Higher Education Academy. And I'm joined today by Sian Chimuba, who is a paediatric staff nurse. Hello. Hi, Laura. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. No, and thank you for coming. Time into your very, very busy schedule, which we're <laughs> going to get onto in a little minute. Um, so did you always want to be a nurse? How did you get into nursing? Um, so it's funny because I knew I always wanted to do something with people and looking after people, but I, I don't think, I, I wouldn't say it was nursing per se. I would say maybe like teaching, things like that. So um, yes, in a way I did, but in a way I didn't. Um, And how I got into nursing. So uh, prior to that, I used to volunteer and work in private primary schools or like public primary schools, um, just looking after students, well, I say students, um, young children in primary school from I think the age, between the age of, I think 10 to 11 or 9 to the 10. Older ones. Yeah. I don't know. My, my sister does primary. She does um, early years, so reception. And I had a moment years ago before I did lecturing and I was like, I don't think I can be a nurse. I had a really bad run of ITU shifts in the trauma intensive care. And I was like, I can't do that job anymore. I'm going to go be a primary teacher. And I went on one of my days off to her classroom. I lasted about half an hour. I was like, I can't. There's like this really? fiber. I was like, climb. It was the first day. It was awful. <laughs> I was like, I can't. I was like, take me back to intensive care. I was like, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot cope with this. So anyone in primary education, my uh, yeah, my hat goes off to you. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was very interesting. But at the same time, I felt like, oh my gosh, you know, I do have patience, but I don't know if I have that kind of that much. it's a different <laughs> yeah. type isn't it it is it is really yeah it really is a lot um and I was just basically helping them with their printing for sats and teaching them like maths and English um so things like that and then I think that's where I realized my strong passion for children um okay. and I thought okay yes if I'm going to do something um related to children it's either going to be teaching social work or pediatric nursing and I think my main one was nursing I've always had that nurse that very caring aspect of myself that I felt like oh my gosh I have so much love to give Mm -hmm. and I care so much about children not saying I think about adults but children (laughs) have always been my little like my calling so um that's how I got into nursing okay interesting and really interesting to see that your experience outside of a kind of a healthcare environment helped you make that decision Yes. To go into children's nursing. So you qualified in September 21. So a massive congratulations for your first year of being a newly qualified staff nurse. Thank you. And what was your first job? Um, So my first job was at St. Mary's Hospital, um, the Trust Imperial College, London. Um, And I actually started a rotation. So I didn't actually go straight into um, a ward-based environment. I wanted to do a rotation because I wanted to gain different, a variety of different experiences and skills before I decided where I actually wanted to stay. Um, So I first started off in PICU. Oh, wow. Yeah, very big leap. (laughs) Very, very, very big leap. Had you ever been, been, have you done a PICU, a placement in PICU? Nope. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. that was really scary, mm, but interesting scary. and big eye opener. Yeah. And did you enjoy? Did you enjoy that? The, the kind of I would say the rotational aspect of a rotation. But did you enjoy the the moving around part, or did you did you find that quite challenging? 
Um, funny enough, I actually enjoyed the moving around. And I say this because obviously when we were training as students, we moved from different hospitals and different clinical areas. So for me being on a rotation as a qualified nurse, it actually made no difference at all. Yeah, it just felt like I an extension of... Honestly, it was an extension just that I was actually a qualified nurse rather than a student nurse. Mm. Um, and for me, I felt like it was much more worth that experience because I can actually say, okay, as a qualified nurse, I'm kind of maybe just a little bit more confident and competent in doing this. Whereas if I was a student experiencing that, there's only so much I can do, you know, because as students, you have more, you're more limited as to what you can and can't do and what you're allowed to kind of like practice. So for me as a nurse, I got to actually be hands on and practice that and experience that and have that on my records. So. Mm. And did you find that the, the, the different places that you rotated to that that uh, are any of them from from that kind of year that you were like yes I 100% would go back or was it more good to learn on to the next thing you can be honest it's okay <laughs> yeah um definitely uh yes I was definitely say there were some clinical areas I rotated to and I was like yeah it was nice knowing you it was amazing being there but this is not Goodbye. really me not my yeah. cup of tea um, you know I'll see you in the past I'll see you in past when I'm walking by but you won't see me on yeah. the board I'll, I'll give you a little wave as I and to honest, I was the same with with a, a couple of my placements when I was a student and I remember one this ward sister um she came up to me and was like it was the worst 12 week placement at like literally you know or you know just one of them it was all like I think I cried before every single shift it was I was literally <laughs> counting down like the hours it was it was that uh challenging and at the end of it she was like I would really like to give you a job and I, I almost laughed you know when you all you know when you're almost like you've made my life this hideous for the last 12 yeah. weeks like and, that, and, I, and then I kept seeing her in the corridor and she'd be like oh how's your new job go and it li literally got to the point where you're just yeah avoiding but and my thing is I think a lot of times some people think that you should know what you want to do right off the bat but I think sometimes knowing what you don't want to do can yeah. almost have as much I guess power in a way than than actually know having like one complete focus of this is where my career is going to yeah. go do you think yeah, that's something definitely. that you found? Yeah, definitely. Because I think from the very beginning, I didn't actually know where I wanted to go or specialize in or what was really my niche or what, was, what, what suited me the most or best. Um, and I felt like the rotation was actually a pretty good start because it kind of gave, gave me a bit more of insight of what I liked and what I didn't like, what I could handle didn't handle um and e sorry even after the rotation I still don't know you know I felt like yes okay I'm definitely going to go into picky I thought I wouldn't like picky but I kind of enjoyed picky but I'm like now I'm like mm -mm, I want to go into cardiovascular and it's just like mm. cardiology like just so many different things that I keep saying I want to go into and specialize and I'm like actually no I really don't know and I will say to people who are in the same boat as me who are newly qualified or about to qualify like even after a year or six months or two years if you still don't know it's fine you know the whole point of 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 you know working and experiencing different areas is to experience it you know and to make the most out of it and I guess just learn gain as many skills and knowledge as you possibly can because you never know where it, you never know where you end up and you never know where that skills you've gained and learned will take you but it takes time some people will know straight away some won't and they shouldn't feel bad if you don't know I don't know to this day yeah. <laughs> and I think as well even like I look next year it will be 10 years 
since I qualified which wow. was like it's just literally wow. it's flown also everyone can work out now how old I am um, but, um, <laughs> um and I think if someone told me then what my career is now or will be then I would never have believed you ever like ever 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 that so I almost feel like by almost picking one thing or like you almost feel like you're limiting yourself in a way or like limiting mm-hmm. possibilities because it's like oh but I'm supposed to be here or I'm supposed to do this rather than why won't I be a senior lecturer in adult nurse do you know what I mean, do you know what I, mean? I think I think it's almost like sometimes we're not aware of what's available or what opportunities yes. could be there and maybe being so fixated on like a plan can then be limiting in that way Yes, I, I, I definitely agree with you because just a couple of days ago, you know, I was telling myself it's good to have an open mind, you know, it's good to just be open to any opportunity that comes your way because you may think, like you said, you may think that this is, you have a plan and you're going to work towards it and stick to it and it's going to be it. And then as time goes on, you realise actually that it's not really what you want anymore or what you expected it to be and that's okay you know you know things change time you know time goes on and you experience different things you enter different season covers in your life and then you realize actually after all of that it's like you know what I kind of like that or that's really interesting so I think definitely it's always good to have an open mind because you never know like where you'll find yourself and you realize okay I like that you know and you, and you wouldn't have thought about that at all. So it's always good to keep an open mind, never limit yourself, never think that because you like this particular thing, like that's what you're going to stick to and that's what you're going to do forever and ever and ever because it's not always the reality and it's not, it's not, it doesn't always work out like that. Um, yeah, so definitely agree with you. Yeah. So there were some of the positives about a rotation. Not to move on to the negative, but what are the things that you found a bit, maybe a bit or very challenging in the last year? Um, I would definitely say, I mean, obviously it's good to experience the rotation, but at the same time it has its cons. And I think just as you know, you start getting used to it. <laughs> used yeah, you to get comfortable <laughs> you have to and know everyone. Yeah. You know everyone, you know, slowly, slowly, slowly picking up on things and starting to get into a little bit of a routine. And rather than actually searching for things and spending like five hours trying to figure out what this is, it's like that five hour has now been fallen to one hour because you're so used to when you've done it regularly. And then now you have to just move to a new area and then start from the, from the very beginning and then meet new people and get new, used to a new department, a new area, a new way of doing things. Um, so yeah, I would say that's definitely like one of the most challenging parts of the rotation. Um, and especially if you rotate to an area where you don't like, yeah. I think it can be really frustrating because you're stuck there for a couple of months even though being on a rotation is good because you get to move after that you're not just stuck there permanently but at the same time so you're not being you're being in an area that you don't like isn't very much encouraging either um so I say you know sometimes it can be a bit daunting not knowing you're going to enjoy the area or not and then when you find out you don't like the area it's like oh no now you have you know just get on with it for the next couple of months and (laughs) pray that you don't (laughs) you know so yeah yeah, yeah difficult. Like and we were talking about this just before we kind of started and it fits a little bit in with about what advice have you got for anyone that's newly qualified and I found my first year of being qualified probably the hardest year in my career probably um and I think a lot of the time it can be like oh I'm done with studying like for me I I, I was back 
back in the old days when we got a bursary for our fees um that does make me sound old now um in in the, if you're listening in the uk there's been quite a change um of how nursing is funded so previously students were on a bursary they might have had a bursary to live on if they're on the diploma if they were on the degree that was means tested and it might be that you had to get a student loan so i didn't get a bursary for my kind of living you know that was my student loan but that was only £3,000 and that was to cover rent, bills, travel, food, life. So I worked a lot of bank shifts. I was a receptionist. So for me, the juggle and the money and the worrying about rent was quite, it was very stressful. In fact, my, my grandma, uh, she saved the day. Um, she saved the day quite a few times. So for me, the whole big relief, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to qualify and I get paid and I can pay my rent and I don't have to worry about all of these things I was like oh it's going to be it's basically just the same job that I did as a student third year and that's it and then I think I hadn't quite realized the str how stressful I found like the responsibility of it and how like if my signature is on something and it sounds really silly doesn't it that means I've done it that means I'm responsible I've given that medication or I've been happy to sign that this patient is safe to you know where, whatever the assessment is I don't think I'd quite realized the pressure side was that something that was similar for you Yes, 155,000 <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, we, like it's so crazy. Like people think the university is the hardest part. Honestly, I, I personally think it's not. It's actually transitioning from being a student nurse to a newly qualified nurse and then actually having a massive shift in responsibility. You know, as a student, you can run to your mentor, you can run to another nurse because you're not qualified, you know, you're kind of like under them, not being supervised by them. But then yeah. now you're the really qualified nurse. It's not it's like I can't just go run to some, <laughs> you know, like yes. it's, I'm the nurse now, you know. I remember I'm seeing myself nurse. in a lift mirror in my blue like dress. Yeah. I was like, who's that? And I was like, yes. that's me. I'm Honestly. the one in blue. Or like you're on the phone with ring and they're like, oh staff nurse. And I'll be like, yeah. oh, and I'll just get <laughs> oh no, okay, you're no, oh, it's like, oh, wait, I'm selfless now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that actually took me a while because I couldn't actually fathom or believe the fact that I'm actually in a blue uniform. So, actually, the beginning when like I'd answer the phone and they'll ask for a staff nurse I actually wouldn't say I'm the staff nurse I actually go and get another staff nurse because I just felt like I'll put a different like, voice on hang on one sec one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you speak to a nurse and it's not me <laughs> um but um yes definitely it was a very big transition and I think it was very challenging because you have there's so much anxiety around it knowing that oh my gosh you know you're now responsible for this patient you're now responsible for this person um, you know, if you've signed for something, you've done it, and they can see on the system, on the record, yeah. that is you, your name, your pin. So it was always that worrying about, oh my gosh, okay, I have to make sure that I've calculated this a thousand times right, and then get somebody else to triple check it to make sure that I've calculated it right, you know, I don't want to do something that's wrong or make a mistake or, you know, even if you feel like you're quite confident, but it's just that, that fear of what if it's not, yeah. you know. Because it's a what if, day, isn't it? What, exactly, you know, what could be end of the day, like you're dealing with people's lives, you know, and it's their health mm -hmm. and you're dealing with real people, human beings. So you want to be careful. You want to make sure you're not doing anything that's going to bring them harm, whether it's intentional or unintentional. Um, so yeah, having that responsibility and that anxiety around being a new qualified nurse was there and it was very much real and it was challenging to kind of like navigate through. Um, and I guess, you know, being the newbie, you know, you have some people who will look 
down on you or kind of like trying to intimidate you because you're new and they know you're young and I found and I don't look right now because I yeah. look like I've been but I but I looked when I think when I qualified I saw a picture of myself I looked about 15 like the fact that anyone <laughs> in fact I'm, I'm surprised that when I came into shift they didn't get me to like get out my driver's license to like prove that it was <laughs> yeah. I, I promise I've done a three-year degree and they're like how, yeah. how can you you've just finished your GCSEs um exactly. but I think for me I think looking younger and I even have it now where people think I'm a student loads I've gone into a classroom yeah. and all the students carry on talking and I'm like no no I'm here to teach you but like, no no waiting for the lecturer I'm like I am like I am the lecturer that's why I've got my laptop and a cup of tea um, yeah. and it's always that really awkward moment and they're like oh oh is she oh oh okay um nice. but, I, but I found definitely yeah and particularly being newly qualified and, and people or I would have relatives or family members automatically say I need to speak to someone more experienced than you I need yes. to speak to someone that knows more and you think yeah. if I I don't know was 50 or 60 even if I was newly qualified would you say the same mm. thing I think that's an interesting yeah it's so funny that you mentioned it because I was actually having a conversation with somebody else um from the other like other side so I was talking more from a nurse perspective and then she was talking more from a parent perspective mm -hmm. and um she was saying that you know when I was sharing my experience about being a newly well then being newly qualified and obviously looking younger as well um how there'll be some parents who would question my knowledge question my skill which is understandable because obviously I'm newly qualified and I look young hey ho but you know I'd have parents who would question my knowledge or my skills or you know wouldn't feel comfortable with me looking after their child they were always going to ask me to get another nurse and stuff and she said you know that she was guilty of doing the same because that was her when she had when her kids were in hospital as well but hearing my point of view made her feel a bit bad not in a not in a bad way but no it's just different perspective isn't it she was like yeah because obviously she doesn't think she didn't think of the impact it had on you know nurses and, and, and on their confidence and you know how they feel about themselves because it's already enough pressure as, as it is being a a nurse whether you're newly qualified or whether you've been qualified for 20 there's always going to be that pressure there but you know when somebody almost kind of makes you feel like you're in, almost like inadequate or not qualified yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Suitable, yeah it's like I spent so long you know training and just because I'm younger or I look young it doesn't mean that I'm less qualified or less experienced knowledgeable things yeah. is that got a certain thing not to sound um you know rude or anything like that but there's certain things that I may have learned and experienced now that certain nurses that were that have been 10 years qualified or 20 years qualified have never experienced or even were trained in so it's not to say that oh somebody who is 20 years uh, more qualified or 20 years into into the role compared to someone who's two years into the role is more experienced or less experienced but it's just you know everyone brings something different to the table you know times have changed technology has evolved you know there's been new research and new um results and information out there so you know it's all about I guess like remembering that at the end of the day if we're here in in this blue uniform or whatever uniform we're wearing then we're here to do our job like there's a reason why we're here so I think that's something that I always try to you know think about and then educate other people as well like if I I mean I wouldn't be here if I wasn't I didn't do well and I didn't train and gain the, the necessary skills and, and knowledge to actually look after, or at least on a basic scale, look after a patient.
Yeah, and I think it's all from like a patient, a relative, a parent, anyone. They're wor- they're they're having probably the worst day, the worst week, maybe the worst yeah. month. You know I mean the amount of stress that they that they're under, having that person that needs the care that I guess we're there providing, they're mainly worried about competence, aren't they? Yeah. And there's that link, as you said, between age or how old you look and competence it must be yeah if you look young that must mean that you're not very good at your job where yeah as you said you knew recently you know we know now that the nursing midwifery council so here in the uk we've got advanced skills that we expect student nurses to do so and you know nasogastric tube insertions ng tube insertions for example you know i know it's different for for pediatrics but you know venipuncture cannulation catheterization there are certain skills that previously you know for example, I didn't do those skills when I was doing my training. That was part of my postgraduate, my preceptorship. We had particular study days to be signed off. And I was used to see it almost like a challenge. This person thinks I don't know what I'm doing. How can I almost not win them over, but how can I get them to understand that I'm competent? You know, what is their biggest worry in this situation? And how am I going to, I guess, alleviate it um, or kind of reduce that worry? But I think it's 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 an interesting it was a stressor that I hadn't quite realized and I felt like when I was clinical full-time I'd kind of got over that because I looked a bit older and I'd been in ITU for a while and then I came to lecturing and everyone was talking to me like I was 15 again and it was like no I'm like a grown-up person that yeah. <laughs> I promise yeah um, yeah but it's yeah it's a different yeah. yeah I think it's maintaining that communication I think something that I've learned with like you know dealing with people like that or dealing with situations like that is communication I think like especially when you have like a good report with the parents because I'm a pediatric nurse so I'm talking about parents um here or like older kids um I think you know being able to be honest about what you're confident in and what you're competent in and what you're not confident in so they know where you stand and you know where they stand and they know the kind of nurse that they're dealing with and vice versa so like I remember um, the situation where um, a, a parent, I can't remember what happened, but some, so I, would, I got a handover from another, the previous nurse on the previous shift and um, she was, you know, just giving me handover. And I said, oh my gosh, okay. So, I, so the handover was quite overwhelming for me. And I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this because I've experienced this situation before or this condition before, but not in great depth. So you know, um, I went into uh, into the cubicle to introduce myself to the, to the mum and, and the patient and mum instantly was giving me all these demands and things like that, and like a whole list of things that I shouldn't and shouldn't do. And which I respected, of course, because I mean, that's how she feels and that's her child at the end of the day. And she knows her child more than we know her child. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think something that I took away from that was um, not take it too personally and to say that mum, totally hear you and I totally agree and anything you feel comfortable I will do my best to accommodate that but to let you know there's certain things that I don't know so if you can please also tell me you know what to look out for or what what may work well for you and your child then that'll be just as helpful as well and if I'm not comfortable doing something I will definitely get the nurse another nurse who I feel may be more better in dealing with this or handling the situation I think it's just about maintaining that open communication and being honest with yourself as well you know, not trying to pretend that you, because you're a nurse now, like, yeah, I can go and do anything and everything. No, because things take time. You have to learn. You know, that's why sometimes you observe other nurses doing something. So when you when you now are faced with the situation, you're able to be like, okay, yeah, I can do this with a little bit of guidance because I've observed this and I've practiced a little bit. Um, 
So yeah, I'm always honest with my parents. I, like, mom, dad, sorry, I actually don't know. Um, let me go and get a nurse. I think as well that's that's part of being really emotionally intelligent isn't it and 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 a big part of us being registered is what is your scope of practice what is your competence at that moment and actually it's it's it can be really dangerous for people to pretend oh yeah Yeah. I know this or I know that or I know how to manage and we've all got different experience my version of a situation where I would be comfortable isn't what yours is and opposite you know the same like you know me going into my sister's reception class is like actually makes me a bit stressed like I just can't the fact I don't know how she does it do you know what I mean but I could take her to the trauma intensive care and she'd be like what do you know, like it, it she couldn't even like comprehend what what that even looks like yeah. um yeah no I don't I don't want to be around 35 year olds so that's not <laughs> that's not within the scope but yeah I think I've been open and also you raised a really good point a lot of people have really complex diagnoses conditions um that are managed in a really complex way and there's a weird dynamic I was thinking about this the other day actually in one of my I was teaching a group of uh, students and we assume when I think sometimes the dynamic is that when people come into hospital that we almost take all that autonomy and that knowledge away don't we and we go oh you're in you're in the hospital now go and sit in the bed or sit in the chair or we do the meds at this time not the time you take them or I have to give you your insulin rather than you or I have to feel check your blood glucose like there's a there's a, a shift in power that happens yeah. and it, and I think it's quite based on the fact that the nurse the, the healthcare professional the doctor whoever knows more than the patient but actually most patients know way more than we do about their very particular especially in really complex conditions when people are on a lot of different medications or on or, yeah and and that's something that I think we need to bear in mind that we're not as healthcare professionals we're not the ones that are in the know yeah um all that are more knowledgeable yeah and adding on to that I also think that you know we should it's going to sound a bit <laughs> maybe blunt but I feel like a lot of health professionals humble themselves in the sense that we should remember that yes we may be we may have been trained in this particular thing or that particular thing or we have some knowledge from the medical um, aspect of it but then also the emotional as you know part of it you know we should also consider that as well and not just think because we have this role or um, this job or that we're in this particular setting that we should take full control yeah. there's I think we have to remember like you know end of the day people are people and you know we don't want to like completely strip them off their independence and like you said their autonomy so that's why I'm always like asking parents you know how do you do this or what, how do you prefer this or like what works well what doesn't work well what what times you know things like that especially if it's if their if their child comes from a very complex background um I think it's very important to always maintain that you know dialogue and allow them to you know be be a parent you know sometimes they feel like you know nurses and doctors um are the ones that are doing everything and not giving them a chance to actually look after their child as well, especially since they were doing this before they came into the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely important to always allow parents or whoever really to have that level of autonomy. Um, and I guess letting them, allow them to have their dignity, really. Yeah. Yeah. What have you learned over the past year um, or even during your training that was a bit unexpected that, that you were quite surprised by? I don't really, what have I learned? I guess I would say what I've learned is I shouldn't compare myself. I think that's something that I, sh- I struggled with greatly, like 
on a on a on like above scale like beyond scale I always was comparing myself to my other colleagues or the people who I started the rotation with and that made me feel less of a nurse or less competent or less confident because they looked like they were having a blast and they did not knew what they were doing and they were so confident and then I looked at that and thought oh my gosh here's me like struggling here's me not really you know knowing yeah. what I'm doing and stuff like that when really we were all just faking it like they're all you know they're yeah, all yeah, they don't front, like, <laughs> and no one wants to show that they're struggling um so I had to learn very quickly like it's not good to compare yourself because that doesn't it doesn't give you the room to grow it doesn't give you the room to um actually receive like to enjoy the process you know um so yeah, it doesn't have I, to be about like the end exactly the and end I think goal. that's probably as a society at this this makes me sound really old as a society but I feel like <laughs> Instagram and TikTok and everything like social media is all about for a lot of people it's all about like the highlights isn't it yes it's like this was me looking great for this like two second photo in this place wearing this outfit or dress or whatever <laughs> yeah. And actually, that was literally like two seconds. Or we've all had it happen with friends where we know they're going for a really hard time. And then if you look at social media, it looks like everything's absolutely amazing. Or maybe we've done it ourselves and you think, yeah. oh, it's really funny. Everyone keeps saying, like, oh, you look really great. Or it was great to see you. Or you must be having loads of fun wherever you are. And actually not having loads of fun because it's really hard or it's really challenging or it's really difficult. So I guess the comparing is what well, we're all guilty of. And I think particularly in that first year or any year of being qualified, yeah. it's a really difficult job for all like emotionally, physically, mentally, all areas. I think yeah. for everyone working in healthcare, really, not even just nurses. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then like you should just remember and know that you're, you know, you're doing the best you can do and you're you're doing a lot better than you think. Um, because when I look back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, there were some things that I thought I wasn't doing well that I didn't, you know, wasn't confident in. But actually, when I really sat back and you know, just evaluate everything, I realized actually saying like you did really well in the situation, or like you did better than you thought. Um and yeah, so I think those are the things that I kind of learned, you know, not to put too much pressure on myself. I know it's so much easier than done, but you know, sometimes sometimes we can be our own biggest stressors <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. stress ourselves out when it's so unnecessary and there's no need to um and yeah so things that I've learned is like I said don't compare yourself or try not to compare yourself remind yourself that you're actually doing better than you think um not to try and put too much pressure on yourself because it does not really help in any situation because the world like the environment that we're in is really stressful and pressurizing as it is so you adding to your pressure and stress is not going to help any situation at all um and to give yourself grace oh my gosh I did not give myself any sort of grace at all throughout my whole year of being qualified and it really really burnt me out a lot quicker um, than I expected and it made me stop liking certain aspects of my job because I did not give myself enough grace and enough credit and I wasn't kind to myself um, so that's what I kind of learned throughout my year um, as I guess being like well now I'm not being really qualified anymore but as a newly qualified then. Good, good advice and have you got any advice to anyone that's a student nurse at the moment I know we've just saying you think it's bad we're like putting them all off you think it's bad wait till you qualify but anyone that's currently studying 
what what advice were you told when you were studying or that you wish that you had known then well I would say definitely definitely be kind to yourself um we already live in a society in the world where like there's a lot of cruelty going on and there's a lot of like evils going on and there's a lot of negativity like a lot of negative energy that's been spread so definitely be kind to yourself because like somebody told me this like if you wouldn't say that to somebody else like why would you say that to yourself or if you wouldn't badly treat somebody else like that why would you treat yourself that way so when I you know think about that I'm like that's so true you know if I'm not going to call Laura like you, you silly or stupid or something like that, why would I call myself that and say those things to myself and about myself because that only adds more to my negativity and like you know, makes me feel really downcast. Um, so definitely be kind to yourself. Pace yourself. There's no rush. Pace yourself. Oh my gosh. Oh, I think I need to get like that tattooed on my forehead. Oh, forehead. Pace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if we both get it, then we can just mirror each other and then we're fine. Honestly, yeah. Like, pick a of like yeah, we're twinning. Pace yourself. <laughs> Honestly, really and truly, seriously, pace yourself I can't stress this enough if I had paced myself as a student and even as a qualified nurse I'm pretty sure I would be a lot less stressed a lot a lot a lot less stressed and I think I'd also you know have a clearer vision and a clearer mindset I think when you're trying to do so many things at the same time and like trying to rush things and rush the process you actually start to lose focus and you know start to kind of like go off on a tangent and go off on the wrong path or like a different path because you're so focused on a thousand things different things you're not actually doing anything if that makes sense yeah you're too yeah you don't feel like you're or you don't even feel like you're achieving anything because exactly. you're doing tiny bits exactly. of way too many exactly so definitely pace yourself um and definitely um know or understand that you know your journey is going to look very different from the next person you know, just because your neighbours or, you know, your friends or, you know, you're interested in the same thing, it doesn't mean that you guys have the same experience. Um, so know that you're different from everybody and your journey is different to everybody and your experience will also be unique and different um, from everybody's. And that, you know, being a student nurse, whether it's your first, second or final year, is going to be very different and a, and a huge transition once you become a qualified nurse as you know you being a student is just you learning and building on your knowledge so then when you become qualified you can actually start to you know apply it more I guess more vast and more in an, in an advanced situation um so definitely do that um and again do not let these senior nurses or nurses that have been qualified longer than you you know make you feel bad for the position that you're in and I say this because I experienced it every time like literally on almost every shift I was um I was on or any different department I was in I was at sorry you know I would ask a question and they'll give me this look like you should know this or you know they'll huff and puff or just you know just go make, look that up you know and it's like if I don't have enough time to actually sit there and look something up or I because I mean, like the environment can be really stressful, can be really, really busy. You don't even have time to sit down or even take a break. So if you're going to a nurse to quickly ask for help to check this or, you know, ask this like a silly question in quotes and, you know, they give you some sort of response that's not positive or not welcoming or not like 
respectful you know don't allow that person to make you feel bad because of the situation or current role or place you're in because you have to remember like we all started from the same position we all started from somewhere we didn't we weren't we weren't born and became qualified experienced nurses <laughs> like, like, it wasn't like nursery school where we were like given like, a, exactly. a set of scrubs exactly yeah. you know be bold be brave and ask those annoying questions and you know remind yourself that you know it's just a, it's just a phase like at some point you know you will you'll you will leave that phase and become more confident and more confident but there's a reason why they are senior nurses or nurses that are more experienced than you you know because you can go because you should be going to them and can go to them to ask them for about things that you're not confident in or not sure in because that's how you learn that's how you grow and that's how you gain your confidence as well by having people who support you so definitely don't allow certain nurses or senior nurses or even like other nurses who are on the same level as you make you feel bad for where you are at or like how you feel because we all are in the same boat we'll all have end day we all wear blue whether it's light or dark and we all have nmc pins so nobody's above anybody that's my yeah. very honest and blunt opinion no no i completely um, agree and i feel like exactly. the hierarchy i don't know it feels quite old-fashioned doesn't it of like but i've got this badge or i've got this label therefore i'm entitled to behave like this or speak like this or act like this and i think that's something that we I don't mean we, I mean everyone, we have to then be mindful in the future, don't we, that there will be students or newly qualified or anyone coming to us for help, advice and support. And it might be the worst timing ever because we're having the worst shift ever. But how we treat that person in that moment is going to stay with them, isn't it? And have a massive impact on their learning going forward. Yeah. So thank you so much for all of that, all that lovely advice that you've just uh, given us all. I've got my new Tinix tattoo sorted out. So um, <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you want to go in your career? What are your aims? Um, big question. Big, big, big question. There's so, oh, there's so many. Like if I was to give you a whole list, it would be longer than my hair on my head right now. But um... <laughs> <laughs> and I've got, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm lacking. In fact, I we need to start. By, short. We we need to show off. We need to start. <laughs> we need to start at the beginning. So you're studying at the moment. What yeah. what are you studying? So currently studying um, women's health as a master's degree. Massive congratulations. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been really exciting so far. I've always, I told Laura before, I, before this podcast, um, you know, that I've always wanted my master's and I love education. I love learning. I love teaching. So going back to uni to do my master's was actually nothing. Like it was just, like I would rather uni stress and uni workload than work stress and work. <laughs> and work. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now. Currently doing my master's. Okay, lovely. And how did you decide on women's health? Because you're a pediatric nurse. How, how have you chosen that shift? And have you found that a bit challenging going from you know quite a lot of that is quite different to what yeah. you know has been your scope of practice so funny enough during I think it was in my second year of undergrad I started looking for courses um today and I think me personally I've had a lot of gynecological problems from right from when I was in primary school up until now so I think that was kind of like the you know, um, I guess catalyst or the triggering factor that wanted me to go into something like women's health or sexual health or reproductive health, things like that. So I remember that. you in class, the, the, the module I taught you on, I remember that being your like area that, that you that you were talking about wanting to go into even yes. then. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, you remember exactly. Yeah, I was always, always, always passionate about that. And I was always in conferences where they were talking about, you know, women's cancer, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, cysts, and, you know, just like menopause and menstrual cycle and puberty. And all of those things made me so excited. I said, oh my gosh, I want to be that person. I want to be that person that's relaying information or people or, you know, working in clinics or certain um, departments that, you know, look at policies that may not, you know, advantage women or may not allow women to have certain access or knowledge or resources or things like that. So I said, no, 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 Cyan, you have to, have to, you have to do this. So I started like scouting the internet for women's health courses or something similar. And then I found this one at the uni that I'm currently at and the modules that they offered, you know, the opportunities that you gain, the skills that you gain as well, the knowledge as well. And even my careers that you can go into was just like, yeah, this was definitely it. So I knew 100% that this is where I was going to go and what I was going to do after I graduate. And do you get to pick the mod? So you're all at UCL, so University College London. Yeah. Do you get to pick the particular modules that make up the masters or is it like a set? Um, so you have, I think you have four, I think four or five compulsory models that you have to learn, like the anatomy, physiology of um, the reproductive system and things like that, and like controversies and stuff like that. And then you have four optional models that you get to pick. Okay. And then, That's yes, good. and then that kind of like contributes to everything. Because when I did my degree, I went to King's, I went to KCL, so King's College London for my BSc in adult nursing. We got to pick in our third year, we got to pick two optional modules and oh. I chose women's health as our optional oh. kind of 15 credit. Yeah, and I loved, I loved that we got to choose. I love yes. that we got that kind of, that within our degree, that there still was that kind of option for us to pick an area. Yeah. yeah, that we were interested in. I felt like that was quite important. Yeah, I was so excited when we got to choose our, our modules because there were certain modules that just stood out to me the most. Yeah. And I was like, no, I really would love that. So I was very happy when we got to pick our modules. So you're studying at the moment. I know this is big because you've only literally just started. You were kind of starting to go on to say about what you would like to do in the future. So it looks like, you know, that this is really going to give you the grounding that then you're going to base the kind of rest of your, well, the rest of your career on, really. Is there a particular area that you feel like you're drawn to now or are you going to kind of wait and see how the land lies? Um, so, yes, but I think now that I've started and I've heard so many different things, I'm like, oh, OK, now I don't know. Um, but you, I, I did think about um, maybe possibly working in government and policy, um, like working with um, World Health Organization or UNICEF, or um, probably working as a reproductive and sexual health um, specialist. And something that I've just recently started to explore was also like safeguarding and women, sorry, trigger warning, um, people who have gone through like um, domestic abuse and violence and working with them to kind of like get them you know improve in, increase their confidence gain their confidence again and the identity and you know working I guess maybe in that mental health aspect of women's health and things like that but I don't know like there's a variety of things but I think those are where I'm thinking of and what I'm thinking of right now but obviously that could change I could probably do something completely different but I don't know interesting and I can't believe we've left this right until the last thing you were the winner of the student nursing times awards for the most inspirational student nurse of the year 2021 so yes. I'm just <laughs> going to give you a clap thank did, you did how how what an amazing achievement how did you feel about that how was the process how do you think that's maybe had an impact since? 
to this day I still can't believe it like I still 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 can't believe it um it was just like the whole process was really exciting but very nerve-wracking and extremely extremely overwhelming because obviously you feel like you know I why me like me of all people um but it was definitely a very humbling and honoring experience and you know I think whenever I feel down or whenever I feel like I can't achieve something or that I may not achieve it I remember the award um that I was given and then that's more of like a reminder and a motivation to keep going to keep working hard and you know working towards achieving your passions and your dreams and your goals and also using that um, as a platform or as um, I guess as reference to inspire and motivate and encourage other people as well to follow suit and you know keep going even in your darkest times even in your lowest times even in your hardest times because you know there's something bigger waiting for you once you yeah. reach that um, that stage um, so yes that's yeah, that's what I would say. It was, yes, it's great. I just, it's definitely opened a lot of doors um, and it's given me the confidence to also network with other people and, you know, keep connections and relationships and, you know, just, yeah, I guess keep my options open and my mind open as well and my heart open. <laughs> yeah, and I think the networking and, and those relationships are key, aren't they? Because I think yeah. sometimes we can get so stuck on like knowing the people on our ward or in our unit or like the senior managers and actually you're not kind of aware of what the bigger world there is yeah. outside of what shift you're on or what where you are or what kind of rotor you've got at the moment. Sometimes it can yeah. almost feel almost a bit overwhelming to then kind of lift your head up and be like, right, what's what else is there? And 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 I've even found on a lower level you know through these podcasts of speaking to people that I would never do you mean I would never have like I don't know to the yeah. president of the RCN gone hire do you want to sit and have a <laughs> cup of tea and a chat and I'll record it like that would never have happened in you know my kind of day-to-day -day. well unless they enrolled on an adult nursing course at <laughs> yeah. university then yeah um yeah so I think that's a really good a really good point and an amazing achievement and that's something that you should always remain really proud of yourself for so, yes, well 100%. Done. It's giving me the confidence, even like branching to different things. Um, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but I've also considered, you know, doing public speaking and motivation, motivational speaking, going to different schools or different places and actually just talking about things that people go through and like just real world and real life issues and using that as um, a way to, like I said, inspire, encourage, educate people as well. Um, and I'm also looking to become an author. Like, there's so many things that I'm currently writing and projects that I'm working on. So, what, what type of writing? Like um, education, fiction? Uh, What's yeah, your. Yeah, literally anything and everything. Like, I'm very, very versatile. So, very much creative, very much academic. So, I am looking to do some educational academic things as well. Currently writing something as we speak. And then also, in terms of like the creative side, fiction, non fiction, children's books. Um, I've gotten a few drafts that I've written it's just about actually getting it out there so definitely something that I'm working towards doing and soon to achieve and hopefully after my master's get a diploma in what I'm not entirely sure but diploma is definitely out there and something completely different okay of course we've got to have some variety otherwise yeah. you know yes. but it has been an absolute pleasure to meet and talk to you today and thank you so much for yeah managing to fit me in amongst everything else that you're doing thank so you. thank you so much time Thank you for inviting me, I really appreciate it, it's been amazing.